Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 74, December 31st, 2017. Happy New Year! What a year it's been. Oh, this is Mid-Toker. Thank you all for listening. What are you guys doing tonight? Ah, if you know a man like me, is sitting at home. Doing a lot of nothing. Join family. Smoking some quality herb. You guys going to see the fireworks tonight at UAF? I will be. Also, we have got edibles. Magic Butter Machine coming through again. Edibles are... Mm, made some chocolate chip cookies maybe about an hour and a half ago before I settled down to edit. Eat one of those. It was like a Mission Impossible countdown. When are things going to start getting too crazy where I can't even concentrate anymore? But we got the tough stuff done now. It's just me and you guys. Great show today, what we have for you. Aurora Blaze. Man, uh, invited out to see these guys. Facility is phenomenal. If you guys go out past here, out Pega Road, Big Blue Building, mm, beautiful stuff. Guest list for Far North Tokers. It's always been a short list of people that I know I'm going to be calling. And then I've got this long wish list of people that, who knows? You know, Tommy Chong. Wow. We'll see. Tommy Chong, you think we can get you on here? We'll see. One day. That, that'll be a pinnacle. And actually, pinnacle, Steve D'Angelo. That's who I really want. Tommy Chong, I want you to, but Steve D'Angelo, hero, wellness, wellness man. Okay, concentrate. Got this short list. John Bannister of Aurora Blaze contacts me, says they've got something that Far North Tokers is going to be interested in. How am I going to resist that, right? I'm here for you. I do it for you guys. I get invited in for this tour of Aurora Blaze. This is a team effort, guys. Everyone working there, two guys at the top, Brandon Royball from Alaska Cannabis Cultivators and John Bannister of Big Leaf, Alaska. These guys bring experience and innovation to the cannabis scene. Their whole dream, be the most state-of-the-art cannabis facility in Alaska. Quality and price is their goal. You aren't gonna be disappointed. I am here at Aurora Blaze, Aurora Blaze with uh, John Bannister, Bannister, and um, Brandon Royball. Yep. For previously and not even previously, still got ACC going. Alaska Cannabis Cultivators, correct? Yeah. Still got that going. Um, I a couple weeks ago, the way the show is working, I've just been calling people up and kind of connecting with you guys and and trying to get more people listening to the show and the big guys on. And John contacted me and says, I think we got some things out here you want to see. And uh, I, I have not been let down. i driving out here here in Arla Street. I'm, you know, following, following the road map. Like, Wait a minute, I've been out here. I came out to check your place out, ACC, early. Like, okay, cool, I know where this is going. And you had said a big blue fence. And I look on the right and I'm like, whoa. Um, I, I, my mouth dropped. It did. Uh, <laughs> the big blue trailer, as the employees call it. I did not think it was going to... 
and it, beyond expectations. Seeing that long fence, then seeing the big giant building in there, take, taking that corner, and it just doesn't end. You, it, it says I'm here, whoa, I'm not here yet. Come around back, Luigi's out front walking. Hey, uh, I got an interview here with John. He said, hold on, let me, let me go check him. Professional, guys. <laughs> Gate opens up, I pulled right in. It could have been, it felt VIP pulling in. Yeah. Get a beautiful tour of the place. Be sure to check out Far North Toker's YouTube channel where I took got a couple pictures. Got a, got a good little video going on of Aurora Blaze. Get to see some of them, see what's going on there, see some of their plants. Later on, be sure to check back a week or two right before these strains hit the market. We're going to do a review, Far North Toker's review of these strains. Shiatsu Kush, Purple Skunk Mass. Frozen Tangerine and God's Northern Lights. Mm. All right, Fairbanks. I, I don't even know where to begin with you guys. Yeah. It's a it, beautiful warehouse you got here, beautiful setup, everything. Yeah, I think it's hard to really get a grasp of how, how big this place is until you see it. How many square foot do you guys have on, in canopy? Uh, in canopy, uh, 10,000 square feet uh, in this facility. We'll stick strictly to Aurora Blaze yeah. for for this one because this this is where it's at right now. Yeah. Right? This is where it seems like you guys are focusing your energies. You do have Big Leaf. John's from Big Leaf and, like I said, Brandon from Last Cannabis Cultivators. But right now we're talking about Aurora Blaze. So we definitely put all our energy into uh, getting this facility up and running. That's kind of been like our dream of you know the most state-of-the-art uh, cannabis facility that you could possibly make in Alaska. So we're like, man, if there was no limitations, best of whatever you could possibly think of, this is kind of our vision for for that scenario. That is a good way to to, to approach it. So John, I guess you're sitting there looking. I've got this conflict. You say, I need this to fix it, and Brandon says, all right, done. Yep, yep, yep. And it goes both ways. He says, I need a, I got a problem here, and I need to do it this way, and that's what we do, too. So, you know, it goes uh, Good ways. partnership. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John's my uh, boots on the ground. He's my uh, general um, in, in the field. You know, yeah. he uh, makes, <laughs> makes it happen, you know. So uh, you know, we, we both uh, coordinate together and you know, come up with game plan. Taking a step back to prior to 2014, ballot measure two, did you guys have any thought of getting into legal canna industry in 2014? Uh, you know, I was actually in, uh, in Washington. Uh, I was born and raised here, but I spent a few years uh, down in the Seattle area. And so I was down there uh, during the, the legalization of uh, uh, it was the Measure 502 down there. And uh, it just Immediately was all bought up because there was a limited license. And, you know, you couldn't get in unless you had like a million dollars to buy a license from somebody else. So uh, when I heard that you know, Alaska was past it in 
2014. I got super excited and uh, you know, just kind of happened where everything lined up and I was able to move back home, get my residency back before the uh, uh, requirements for the, right. the license. And uh, that's kind of so you weren't involved in uh, like the legalization vote, getting that going. You just heard it was legalized, and it's going to be legal here come February of 2015. And let's get back to Alaska. Yep, that's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, my hats off to everybody who uh, helped make it happen and picked up the torch around it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you did. What about you, John? What was going on? Yeah, no, I moved here in 20. 2014 started a little carpentry company along with Big Leaf. Uh, we ran the carpentry company for almost a year, and uh, Brandon Royball was actually the first one that gave me a call on the legal side to uh, come trail with Big Leaf. That was our first opportunity, so uh, we literally threw things together in two days of crew and stuff, and showed up and got the job done. Um, we didn't know each other before that day; never even bumped into her. I didn't know his name; he didn't know mine. Um, yeah, he gave me the first opportunity and uh, has kept us around ever since and uh, then gave me this opportunity to take his dream over, even further over here and help run stuff. So, no, I would have never imagined we'd be here if you asked me in 2014. Yeah, definitely uh, uh, scaled up a lot faster than I had thought or anticipated. You know, it was like once we I started uh, ACC and uh, it just kind of took off was making money and then, uh, attracted uh, some you know, investors and they were like, well, what can you do with more money? Grab some numbers and here we are. It is, to go back to that idea of the, the state of the art building, I haven't seen every place, but uh, beautifully done, guys. I mean, everything's clean, everyone's walking around like a machine. No one, I mean, you can feel the happiness in the place, but people aren't goofing off. Um, people seem excited to be here and just be around the life, plants, and the smells. Every every hallway I pass is just another beautiful smell. Oh yeah, yeah. We've got some, <laughs> some great strands of some like real high terpenes. You know, we got the frozen tangerine that's like off the charts. <laughs> oh, I smelled some of that. that yeah, yeah. It's... Beyond a smell. I mean, I I usually do not like uh, the orange uh, smell to cannabis. But that takes it to a different place. That that's not that. Uh, I don't know. I, I've always attributed that orange smell to a manufactured orange smell that I created. Yeah. Yeah. My body doesn't yeah. like it. This yeah. frozen tangerine, huh? Yeah, it'll be better. You know, this is summer. We're beginning harvest. So look forward here another couple. Where is frozen tangerine going to be? Do you guys know where that's going to be yet? Uh, I don't think it's been spoken for yet. Yeah, we just got it. It just came down. We just got it on the into the inventory, so it's only been for sale for a day or so. So, but I can imagine uh, you'll probably be able to pick it up uh, over at Grass Station Forty Nine in the very near future. Very good. Are we yeah. talking two weeks? Yeah, I would imagine. Two weeks would be beautiful. Yeah, that is definitely one to be checked. Frozen tangerine. What's another one we should be looking for? Purple skunk mass. That's going to be a big hitter. Harley Quinn coming out, which is going to be a great CBD one. Yeah, one um, thing that we're doing over here is that we haven't, uh, or we're <coughs> focusing a little bit more on uh, Yeah, so we've, we've actually started switching our guard, some of our guard in the CBD stuff, in which we've got eight strains, or six strains, excuse me, coming up on the CBD side. Uh, 
Coming through the strain book here, throw out some more strains. Now we got uh, G13 Bubblegum coming up. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we got Blue Dream that's been popular out there, and that one is at Grass Station. Along with some Power Bud. We got Berry Bread too. Boom Boom coming up. That's a big CBD THC hitter. It's a one to one, but a really high ratio one to one. I am frugal with my cannabis spending. Uh -huh. And when I, I have not bought any CBD strains, and the market has surprised me that way. A lot of people are really wanting their CBD strains. Yeah. And the price doesn't seem to be any different than other strains. In the beginning, some, some cultivators were getting rid of their CBD strains because it, it wasn't based on that high THC number. And it's good to hear that you guys have six CBD strains coming out. Yeah, and again, you know, with the size of this building, the plant, you know, the way we operate with the plants, we're able to throw a couple CBD, 50, 100, 200 plants in and still produce 500 THC plants, you know, so um, we can kind of cater that way without really taking too much away from our actual flower or THC. To me, it feels like you got choosing that strain is given to the medical. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to, uh, trying to just cater to everybody, you know, for the people out there that the don't want the THC. You know, for the older folks and uh, trying to get some of the oils out there, the concentrate companies with CBD, they put it in their food, uh, do other things with it besides the typical just smoking it and getting stoned. Uh, so, yeah. And the price has been based strictly on THC at this point. Yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. We put uh, the CBDs into a, a different category. Um, so it's not just based off the THC number. But, um, you know, I think it's a little bit unfortunate uh, that the, the pricing. Um, of cannabis strictly based off of THC, but you know that's what the market is kind of dictated at this point. And so we're just, I, it's it's it. it's poor yes. public policy when so, uh, regulators are basing their tax structure off of weight because mm -hmm. it's encouraging cultivators like yourself to grow those high THC strains that people might not necessarily be wanting because when you grow a twenty percent and you can get 5,000 a pound for it, you grow a 10% and you get 3,000 a pound for it, it's, it's economics. Right. So um, other states like Colorado have gone to this idea of sales tax. The state collects it all and then proportionately divvies it up to uh, the counties or boroughs, however we are. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea and actually I think that's uh, one of the uh, things that the, uh, the AMIA is, uh, is actually uh, going for. Uh, it's trying to get that change to a percentage-based uh, tax rate. Right. It, it, it's got to be. It's it's encouraging everyone to grow high THC. Sure. And it, it absolutely isn't fair for the outdoor growers, you know, who are not producing uh, the, the same quality, and thus they have the same uh, tax rate as us right. that demand higher prices. And so it would it would be really uh, good to, to level the playing field, you know, for the taxations. It really affects that trim number too, doesn't it? It's 15, yep. 15 an ounce or 15 ounce? Fif 15 an ounce for trim and uh, 15 an ounce for flower, right? And then it's basically at this point the way the regs are, it's just what you're calling it, right? And what's being tested as. Sure. I mean, you could be calling, you could take a whole plant and call that trim. You could. Uh, you might have to call up the enforcement and give it a little explanation. <laughs> okay. It's been done. Yeah. It's been done. It's been done before. I mean, if you got if you have big flower, it's it's still flower. I mean, uh, 
like the larfy stuff with leaves and things like that that we aren't really able to sell. Some places don't look good. Yeah, you know, if we, if we, after it's trimmed up, if you can't sell it as marketable flour, uh, you know, we don't feel it's good enough to go to the joints. It's just larfy stuff. And so, the only thing to do with it, that is trim or waste. Yeah. And then it's being, that's determining the price of concentrates that we're seeing in the market here that's so high. Well, that, there's right. only two concentrate companies, too. Right, and so they're taking the, um, they're enjoying that that high price that cultivators had at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's going they on. They are. They're coming down there. It's coming down there for those guys too. All right. You see the same roundabout way. You know, um, they want to sell their product more and more too. And the only way to do that is lower price to increase volume. So. The beginning price, you guys at ACC were one of the very beginning, one of the first starters, I mean, one, one of the first five, maybe? I believe so, something maybe like that. Maybe even higher than that. Um, yeah. Tanner, Pacalolo, you guys. There, there was a handful of them. We were, yeah, we were right there in the beginning. So, yeah. so the, I heard prices of a pound coming out of uh, South, uh, what, what's the guy, Great Land Ganja, mm-hmm. 8,000 a pound. In the beginning, oh wow, that's hard. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. We don't, I don't know. It's huge. I mean, yeah, the yeah. market. He, whoever was paying the highest price, that uh, Leaf Able was. I think some of those uh, those super high prices per pound were coming off the um, auction website. So, oh. Yeah, and then, so there was like bidding wars when there was a scarcity. Right, and so. to keep people coming in that door, making a buck or making nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I guess you know, just keep keep product going. So. so um, Unfortunately, uh, that's not the not the, the prices anymore. I've heard that a price sheet went around from you guys, from people. <laughs> did, did this is this price sheet? Is, did that um, just go to the retailers? Yeah, all the retailers in all the, the state. state. Yeah, the entire state. And uh, he's been uh, Brandon and Ashley have been working their butts off in marketing, uh, going around the state, uh, giving out sa- uh, the samples to all the retailers. Uh, Calling everybody, uh, websites, um, yeah, everybody in the state. We include everybody. So yeah, our uh, our game plan here is volume. So we gotta, we have to, we're growing it. So we gotta sell it. So I love your adaptation. Yeah. Just in the beginning, I'm gonna grow some quality weed, keep Fairbanks stores open, and then you just took your money, invested. Uh, a good friend of mine says, "Scared money don't make money." And you guys do not look scary. <laughs> you got the wolves, wolves chomping at you a little yeah. bit, but you guys are ahead. It's good to see original people that started with you guys are still with you guys. 
yeah. people aren't bouncing around, going here and there, and you seeing faces. I think that might be a testament that we're just running a solid business. You know, payrolls uh, made every week on time. You know, we uh, we're you know provide a good work environment. You know, uh, clean, steady. Um, you know, it's consistent. Uh, yeah, I right. think that's better people looking for the most. Showers, locker room for your employees. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you guys have a kitchen? Yeah, yeah. 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 So we've got a fridge and everything like that. And yeah, we, I'd like to think, you know, we've given a lot of people chances that might have not gotten them elsewhere, you know, and uh, we gave them an opportunity to succeed here and let them uh, be a part of all this, you know, as much as it is business and it's work for them every day. Uh, they put as much sweat into getting this place running and making sure that it maintains and taking pride in each of their jobs, whether it's you know, cleaning every day or what, uh, everybody comes in because, you know, it's a million little things that make this one big thing happen. And so if you just come in, you know, uh, we have a great family here, as, you know, as I can tell. Call it, you know, Walking through. employees and things like that, but everybody's pretty close and you know, works together and doesn't, you know, bump off the one guy, you know, tells him to pick up the slack instead of trying to tell him to get out of here, you know. I think people are generally, are really generally excited to be a part of this. Yeah, no, they seem. I mean, you said that when you walked into your job drop, and I think that's like the, the, you know, the overall impression most people have, and they just feel like they're a part of something really big for us. Yes. So it's uh, it's it's kind of neat to feel that excitement from our. Everyone's they're 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 lifted. <laughs> yeah. They're walking through and just elevated. Everyone's, no one is moping. Yeah, most days we got to kick people out of here. Uh, you know, the weekends, the holidays, it's never a question of who's coming in. It's like, you guys all don't need to come in, you know, any one person here. But uh, we've been very fortunate to have the crew that we do, you know. Uh, and we have not, you know, it started out with his idea and uh, help him run with that. And uh, But on top of that, all of these people help create that too. Yeah. Your people end up creating the aura of what you do. Yeah, you know. yeah and I, honestly, that's really the backbone of uh, this company is uh, John and his management skills and the people that he brought to the, to the table. I mean, you can only do so much with money and an idea, but it's right. like, you know... The, yeah, money doesn't fix everything. It's yeah. being done wrong. Right, yeah, no, it's the, the guys that are actually making it happen, which are the, you know, the essence of your company. So. It's reminding me of uh, in emergency situations. Any situation with us three sitting here, or any ten people, you have eighty percent of the people are going to do nothing and just going to stand there and wait for a leader to show up. You've got ten percent that are twenty percent of that is going to do something. Now, of that twenty percent, half of them are going to do the right thing, and half of them are going to do the wrong thing. So we see a little bit of that in cannabis. We got eighty percent sitting around. I don't know. I'm just going to go buy it, keep doing what I do. Then we had these people that jumped in. And like you're saying, you got to trust each other. And you guys so far are making the right decisions. It looks good. I don't see, what do I know? I mean, I don't see you guys making wrong decisions. Some people survive and some people don't. The way you guys are going volume and bringing price down and quality is, have you been talking to retailers of bringing their, is, well, do you have an ability to bring so the retailer the, down? That's the ultimate goal. I think that there's more factors in the person you retail than, than we have influence on. Um, and it's uh, our hope that uh, with our prices uh, being really competitive, it'll, it'll spark the other cultivators to try to stay in the game and be competitive too. And then that overall effect will bring down one. But, but I don't think that just us bringing down our prices is going to do it by itself. 
but some places won't be able to compete with that number. No, that's true. It's true. So the but our thing not only is about providing the lower prices is that we're also um, you know trying to keep our quality uh, just as high. So you know you can have the lowest prices. Uh, out there, if your, if your product sucks, nobody's still gonna buy it. Yeah. Right. So I heard hundred dollar ounces at Kennebasca and Anchorage over the yeah yeah the so, week and so you know uh, I, hopefully uh, hopefully our product speaks for itself and uh, you know people go out there go try it and you know and uh, that's that's all we ask. Well, let's just check it out now, right? Might as well. Let's go in for Shiatsu Kush. THC twenty. 0.11%, terpenes 2.38%. I'm going to go over and look at Leafly here. And one of the good things that I like seeing, I like seeing the strain show up on Leafly. This is not some made-up name strain. Mm. Let's see. Open that right up. Earthy. Not quite dungeony because it's got a sweet smell to it. Almost like like a sweet green pepper. Oh, and like maybe pizza too, like oregano. Hmm. Buds. Dense, dense buds. Looking under a light. Hmm. Red hairs all through there. Crystals all through there. Trichomes full. It's a dense bud. Dried. Let's hear the snap. Okay, good snappage. All right, as I'm loading up here, this Shiatsu Kush, what I want to do, let's read what Leafly has to say about it. Leafly, what you got? What you got? From the island of Omami Oshima comes Shiatsu Kush. A powerful hybrid strain brought from Japan by BC Bud Depot. Bred in secret for potent relief of pain, tension, and stress, Shiatsu Kush has a sterling reputation in Japan's cannabis underground. With a fusion of pine, vanilla, and cedar, Shiatsu Kush induces a heavy relaxation that calms the mind and body. Growers hoping to cultivate this award-winning hybrid should allow a 50-56 to 56 day flowering time. Alright, so... Prior to, I smelled pepper, pep, yeah, green pepper, oregano, and they're saying pine, vanilla, and cedar. So let's see, now that I know it's pine, vanilla, and cedar, let's see if I can smell the pine. Sure, why not? That could be pine. Vanilla, that must be that creaminess, that that uh, earthiness I was smelling. Don't, still don't, cedar? Hmm. That is cedar. All right, I'm, I'm leafly, leafly for the win. I like that. Let's me hone my, hone my senses there. Okay, let's look at this Shiatsu Kush. See how the flame hits it. Tasted the pine on that. Tasted the pine. Mm. Mm. Really nice aftertaste on that. It's lingering on the top of the top of the palate. Let's go and finish this off. Mm. 
pinpointing to the top of the face I'm not feeling the body high not yet anyway mm, calms the mind though I can see that stress no stress but when you're going to have stress smoke and dank herb huh mm, I really like it with 20% THC 2% terps I wish I knew what the terps were mm, yeah Let's get back to the interview, right? Good. Oh, get that shiatsu kush. Yeah, go check this out. Eyes are already getting getting uh, thin. Beta mercy, maybe. We'll see. So it seems like Grass Station is a good place to find you guys. Yeah, Grass Station is definitely. Uh, and yep, Bacalolo carries up around. Fuzz Bugs. Chim Cannabis. Good Sense occasionally has it, so I don't know if they have any right now. They carry a little rift there for a while. And we're in Bad Grammar now down south, and uh, a couple others now. And they're making a run down and make some deliveries down there in Anchorage. So. Yeah, pretty long district, Anchorage. Lighting. So, yeah, we're uh, hopefully uh, getting into most retailers. So, to me, coming in, it feels like you guys are coming in late. That the your license didn't get started until August, four or five months ago. But you guys are uh, steeped in experience behind that. You've got other licenses going. You've got other company trimming companies going. That is just steamrolling into something, and you got to build exactly what you wanted. Was the other place an open canvas uh, like this was? ACC? You know, so it was, an, uh, it was an open building, but I was on a very limited budget, so that's kind of what shaped the whole thing. Gotcha. Got to this. come to another open building with more funds to do exactly what you Yeah, exactly. And I see so, you expanding. Yeah, and then ACC is just, you know, the, the general tried and true, uh, you know, HBS slides. It's your baby. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, uh, the, the staple cell, you can't go wrong with it, you know, uh, your uh, cocoa Promix uh, medium, and so. So the way you guys started, the method of growing continued on? Yep. And I, I see here there's a lot of different things going on, a lot of different growing methods, just trying different things out. Well, sure. I mean, it's it's all pretty basic. It's just, uh, you know, dripper uh, 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 irrigation, uh, hydroponics, and uh, we, we use also like medium. And uh, I think the only thing that's, you know, kind of cool about what we're doing over here is the, uh, the, the size of it. The fact that we're using LED lights instead uh, of HIDs. This is technology. Yeah. yeah the scale of things here, you know, nothing over here is really rocket science or hasn't been done before, but it's the scale of things over here that escalated to that, you know, being, you know, the building that it is. And you got big ass fans. We got big ass fans. <laughs> this like the hat right off your head if you want to. <laughs>
talked about trust. You guys have trust together. Your name brand has gained trust. ACC had trust. Aurora Blaze, um, I'm seeing a little bit come out now. You, when was your first product? Two months ago? Uh, yeah, about a month ago. Well, I've yeah, had actual stimulatory metrics ready for sale. Everyone's talking about you guys right now. The retails are, especially the price sheet. Are they responding to the price sheet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're trying to create a buzz, but uh, we uh, happened to start producing bread at the time when all the retailers quit <laughs> yeah. buying but because of the tax structure in the state. And then so I think we come here at the first of the year, hopefully uh, we'll, uh, we'll take off. Nice. Hopefully we have to start shipping. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it's good to see. I mean, the goal is to be in every store, to be the brand, right? Yeah, I Quality think so. Price, yeah. I think, I think uh, if, if we can uh, give people the most bang for the buck and you know, they come home satisfied, they'll actually change their pocket, you know, we'll be happy. I, I've never been disappointed. Like I was saying before coming in, uh, I don't spend a lot of money. I don't know what a lot of money is, but in of my, of my uh, income. I'll spend a lot of money in the legal, in the legal trade, and when, when I do, I want to make sure that I'm getting because it's higher prices, and I've never been disappointed with ACC. Snow White was one of my favorites. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially right at the time Cinderella was being bounced around. Mm-hmm. Snow White was a good companion. Throw that right up against Cinderella any day. It was good to see it coming through the warehouse here. That wants some tags. Snow White sitting on there. Oh yeah. So many good strain names coming through. Yeah, like I said before, like purple, we got, I could go on. We got 31 growing. I got 48 in the building. We started out with 68 from ACC that uh, Brandon started over there to house this. And so we got new ones coming online. Um, so, yeah. So you guys are going to be taking take care of Fairbanks. What retail store are we looking for down south that you guys are going to be in? In Anchorage? You're going to be in Herb Outfitters and Valdez? We'll be in them all. Give us, awesome. give us a little bit more time, but yeah, Bad Grammar's one that's kind of carrying us right now. And they're in Wasilla. Um, what was the other one? There's two other ones. Davidson uh, has us uh, over there, AM Delay. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I would expect within the next month or two we'll be at most of So Good. Dinosaur coming to town. Yeah. yeah try. Yeah. Good for you guys. Definitely encourage people to get out and give us oh, a chance. Well. Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah. Hey, hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. Today's bumper music, Just Jamming by Dramatic. You can listen to more episodes on SoundCloud. Search Far North Tokers. New YouTube channel as well. Website at farnorthtokers.com. Like me on Facebook. Here's Token.